0: Thanks, hey, Stacey, Josh, how you doing? Good Mike, how you doing? Doing well. i got a two-part for you. Um, the first looking back um, and the second looking ahead. Just looking back, I think the end there um, just kneeling on the ball at half with the 130 left. Mm-hmm. You guys have been pretty good in that situation. Just sort of why not go for it would be the thought and then the second part is just looking ahead on the Jets. I just want to hear what you have to say about that challenge. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, when that, when those situations present themselves um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that Bill considers. Uh, I know we were getting the ball to start the third quarter. Um, You know, there's some, uh, some of that conversation going on. Um, Certainly an element of the situation, the game. And again, you could say, you know, let's just go all out and, and see what we can do. Um, you know, and then there's the, the flip side of that, which is to play it more conservatively, which we obviously did. And then try to try to go ahead and and take advantage of your opportunity to start the third quarter with the ball. Um, you know, so I, I, I never, I never, um, I'm going to argue with the decisions that are made in those situations. I know we've use those situations to our advantage in the past. Um, but we've also had situations where we've done what we did. So, um, you know, when those when those decisions are made, I just try to do the best that we can offensively to execute whatever our part is. And then hopefully we can help the team, you know, on both sides of it. If it's to try to be aggressive there, then we'll do the best we can. If it's not, then try to end the second quarter with the ball and then do better than what we did at the beginning of the third quarter. Um the, the Jets, um, this is a, uh, you know, uh, this is our second time around with this group. Um, I really, uh, Coach Sala does a great job of getting them to play his style of football, uh, which, is, which is unique. Um, it really is. Uh, I know they talk about all gas, no break, and you see that on the film. Uh, that, that's very clear to see that they have completely bought in. They've built a, the team around that motto. Um, they're after the ball on every play. Uh, I know they haven't necessarily turned it over a lot defensively, but that isn't because there's a lack of effort or a lack of want to. Uh, You see that on most every play they're after the football. So that's going to be a big part of the game. Um, I don't know that we're going to play a team that plays harder than this one on every play. Um, Their front's very disruptive. I mean, they, every one of those guys in the front can make disruptive plays uh, both in a running game with penetration, stunting, they moved. They moved quite a little bit in our first game. Um, some of which we handled okay, some of which we did not. Uh, so uh, that's a that's a distinct difference from some teams that we that we line up against. Um, I have a, a a deep appreciation for Franklin Myers. Um, he's got a, a unique blend of power, size, speed, quickness. As an edge guy, he's a different style of an edge player. Um, but, you know, you got your handful, hands full with him. Quentin Williams, we obviously know very well. Um, Fudakasi, I mean, this is, a, this is a really good group. And then I think they have one of the best linebackers in football in Mosley. So um, who finds the football difficult to block, hard to trick. We tried in the first game to to get him off balance a little bit. But this sucker – He reads his keys very well. He knows where the ball is and usually finds it. And then when he gets there, he hardly ever misses a tackle. So um, he's a special player. And Marcus May, I'm assuming he's going to be back from injury. So, um, you know, he's another guy at the the third level of their defense that I'd say does a great job of communication, can cover tight ends, uh, disruptive, you know, when he gets around the football, and then he, you know, he makes tackles. So, um, again, we – know we didn't do everything we wanted to do right the first time we played them um you know we were fortunate we came out with a w and uh this is going to be a big challenge for us again and uh, we're excited to get started with our guys tomorrow next question jim McBride. followed by alan Siegel. uh hi josh hey jim i I wanted to ask you about Ramondre stevenson and just what he's done to uh, allow him to become a bigger part of your offense and and also uh how far has he come as a receiver since since you've had him and started working with him yeah um monday has just worked hard you know i mean i know he he had the the issue on opening day and um you know and but that was his first football game in the national football league and every rookie kind of goes through those moments um but he has been very diligent about his work uh he's prepared very hard he's worked hard in the in the building on the practice field in the meeting room Um, we've given him plenty of reps and he's usually taken advantage of those. Um, he's a skilled player, you know, he's a skilled player that is growing and learning how to play in our system against different defenses each week, uh, and do the things that he needs to be able to do to continue to play more and more as the season goes on. Um, he, he's always had good hands. Uh, I didn't do anything to to change those. Um, when he got here, he could catch the ball. Well, um, he's learning how to be a better route runner. Um, there's detail required in those things. And sometimes, you know, uh, when you come from different college systems, what they ask you to do and what we ask you to do might be a little different. So he's just bought into what we've, what we've tried to do with him in the passing game, um, try to run good routes, be where he's supposed to be and be ready for the football. Uh, and then he does, he has soft hands and, and uh, he's kind of a natural catcher of the football. So um, gave us some some plays the other day. Um, you know, hopefully we can just build on that each week as we move forward um, and continue to try to uh, develop him and and see him evolve as the season goes along. Thanks, Josh. My mm-hmm. next question, Alan Siegel, followed by Evan Lazar. Hey, Josh, how are you doing this afternoon? Good, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks. Josh, I went back to 2017 and looked over the last five, you know, four years before this year in terms of fourth down attempts. And you guys organizationally have averaged about 15 attempts for fourth down on a season. This year, you've only gone for it three times. I'm wondering, is there some kind of common denominator? I'm not looking you to cast dispersions on anybody, but is there some kind of common denominator that seems to be an organizational change in terms of going for it on fourth downs? I don't know. uh, Not that I'm aware of. We haven't had any discussions relative to um, shifting philosophies or anything like that. I think those are decisions that, you know, I'm sure coach makes uh, taking in a lot of information and trying to make the best decision for the team. And uh, our job is always to be ready to go, you know? So if he says, go for it on fourth and 10, we're going to go for it on fourth and 10. If he says, go for it on fourth and two, we're going to be ready to go for it on fourth and two. So um, we'll always be ready to go offensively as a offensive coach. You always kind of want to, you always kind of want to go for it, even when it, when it, when it kind of uh, is against, um, you know, the, the rational decisions, but um, you know, you don't always get a chance to do that. And um, we're, we're going to prepare each week uh, for third and fourth down like we do. And if those opportunities present themselves and we're given the chance to do it, then we got to go out there and make those decisions, the right decisions offensively. So, um, again, just, I think we're, we're continuing to try to grow and evolve offensively, grow and evolve as a team, um, you know, improve hopefully in situations as we go. I think we've seen some growth in some areas. Uh, we, we need to need to do more in, in others. Uh, but, um, you know, when those decisions are made, we got to come through. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Uh, Evan Lazar from Michigan like Green Hey Josh uh, my question was about fourth down a little bit as well and you've alluded to it a, a couple of times here already but those are still 100% coach Belichick's calls to go for it or not go for it correct Sure I mean he, he if he if he tells us to to do anything we're going to do it so um, yeah we just if Bill whatever Bill decides in those situations uh, there's certainly you know we have to do a good job of being ready to execute our our part of it um you know whether we're going for it or not <laughs> okay and, and just if you were to go for it i guess where is your confidence level with your group to be able to pick up a, a big fourth down conversion like that and and max specifically do you, do you feel comfortable um with him being entrusting him to be able to go and, and convert on a fourth down i believe in our, our entire group so um like i said if if they tell us to go for it, then uh, I have faith and confidence in, in our preparation and what we what we do each week to prepare and get ready to go. And, uh, you know, when those opportunities present themselves, like I said, it's our responsibility to be ready and also execute properly when they come up so that we can convert uh, and make those decisions, the right decisions uh, for the team. So I have great confidence in all our guys. <clears throat> Thanks, Josh. Karen mm-hmm. Gregan followed by Tom Kern. Good afternoon Josh hey Karen how are you I'm doing well um, <clears throat> what uh, message did it send to you after uh, Mac threw the pick six and came right back with the 75 uh, yard touchdown throw to Kendrick he's a he's a tough guy and uh, you know I've seen I've seen him grow I've seen our group grow um, you know we talk a lot about mental and physical toughness and how much of that is required in this league to, you know, to, to actually compete and, and, and win against good teams. And um, it's, it's tough to do that. And, and so that's a something that you see develop over the course of time and Mac obviously um, you know, you never want to have to go through the adversity of, of what happened there uh, with the interception, but Hey, that's football. It happened. And, And now the responsibility uh, was on our shoulders to try to go out there and see if we could go back and take the lead. And I thought he responded with the mental toughness um, that you want to see from your quarterback. Um, He wasn't super discouraged. He knew that we still had time in the game to go back out there and make a difference. And I thought he made a great play on, on the touchdown pass to Kendrick. And again, he's He's done that since he's been here. Uh, Rookies make mistakes every day. And so part of being a rookie is understanding that, you know, those are those are things are going to happen. And you can't go in the tank and you can't let that ruin the rest of the day at practice or, you know, you can't let that ruin the rest of the half in a game. You have to be able to pick yourself up and move on and try to play uh, better football as the game goes along. And I thought he did that there. Just one more quick one, if I might, Mm -hmm. after he, uh, got popped for the fumble, the sack fumble, um, did you, did your play calling change at all to kind of give him a little bit of a a break and also account for protection issues? Well, I certainly believe that if, you know, if you're concerned about something relative to the protection, you, you know, you gotta, I gotta do the smart thing. Um, you know, so it might have tweaked um, a few things here, there. But the, the biggest thing, I think, as I look back on the game, is we had a third and two, a third and one, a third and three right there at the beginning of the, um, of the third quarter. And then we were short the following series after he got hit there. On a the third and nine, I think it was, we gained eight, eight and a half. And, you know, our inability to convert on a few series right in a row on third down you know, kind of, you know, it didn't allow us to kind of get a drive going and establish rhythm and continue to try to play the, the way that we were playing, uh, I would say, for the first 12 to 15 plays in the game when we kind of were skipping third downs. And so, um, you know, could, could we have done a few things differently? I mean, maybe, but we, we got to do better. We got the ball in position on third and short And we've generally been decent this year in those situations, but we didn't do a very good job. And that's my fault. So um, if we can keep some of those drives going with a few third down conversions, then I think there's more opportunities to do things that, you know, that you ultimately want to do. And, um, but we were trying to stay balanced. Um, Certainly didn't run a lot of plays in the first half. That was certainly a a factor in the game. And, um, and, but no, I mean, he popped right back up. You saw him. Uh, he's a tough guy. Uh, Gregory's a hell of a pass rusher, so we had to we had our hands full with him all day long. So uh, there was something to be considered on every pass play. Thank you, Josh. Hmm. Sorry, guys, we're not going to get to everybody here, but I'll try to take one or two more questions. We'll start with Tom Kern. Hey, Josh. Believe it or not, I'm going to ask a question about fourth down. Okay. Um, this is more going to be a, a global overview question. Because we see oftentimes it pops up, hey, the probability of a win if the team goes forward on fourth and three here means, and I think that that's nice as a tool, but people are starting to use that as a rule, which seems somewhat naive to not consider that there's protection issues, there's fatigue issues, there's offense on the other side who you're punting it to, yep. you're nodding vigorously. So I'm gonna let you take the ball. Yeah, I just, I think, I think there's a lot of factors you know, it's, it's not, it's not, here's a spreadsheet. The number says, you know, you got a 62% chance of converting. I think there's a lot of variables, not to mention the health of your team, the health of the other team, the matchups, as you mentioned on the edge in protection, how, you know, what's the wind in the stadium, you know, what's the scenario on the other side of the ball. I'm not even aware of some of the things that, could be going on relative to our defense or their offense or anything like that. Um, And I think that as a, as a guideline to say that, you know, you have an X amount of chance percentage chance to convert and do this and that, the other, I think that's probably, you know, all right, it's a ballpark figure, but there's so many other factors, you know, going into those decisions. And I would say the execution of that individual play, You know, is the defense, you know, on the other side, has he been pressuring more than he was before? Is he playing more zone or man? Are we throwing it well? Are we protecting well? Are we running good routes? Are we getting open against, you know, there's so many other things that go into that. I think that, you know, as a head coach, I'm sure Bill has to be tied into all those factors. Uh, I'm certainly tied into one factor, which is what we're doing on offense. But I, I don't have much, uh, you know, awareness at that moment of how the kicking game's going, what the matchup is on the other side of the ball. And so I think you got to take a lot of those factors in and try to make the best decisions you can. Like I said before, offensively, like you're, you know, if it's fourth and six in the first quarter at the 35 yard line, you're like, let's go for it. You know what I mean? And and you're in your back of your mind. You're also going, that's crazy, but I actually want to go for it, you know, but but that's just that's being an offensive coach and, and having confidence in in you know, your players and what you might be able to do schematically. But um, I think those are tough decisions. Uh, certainly, you know, if you go for it and it works out, everybody, it's you're a genius. If you go for it, it doesn't work out. You're too risky and cost the team. And, you know, we had we were fortunate to be on the beneficiary. Uh, we were the beneficiary of stopping them early in the game and had great field position to start the game out. You know, and then went down and scored in a couple of plays and gave us some momentum there too. So, um, you know, there's always two sides to the coin. Um, you know, and whatever the decision is, the bottom line is we got to execute our job once the decision's made. Go out there and coach well, play well, and make it the right choice. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. We'll squeeze in one last question, Zach Cox. Hey, Josh. Uh, sorry if you're picking up any background noise over here. Um, yeah, you're good. Um, we saw Mike Owenu over at right tackle for the first time this season. Uh, just curious of your evaluation of, of how he performed over there and whether there'll be consideration to uh, keeping him there moving forward. Yeah, Mike's uh, Mike's a super unselfish guy. Um, I know Mike will do whatever we ask him to do, and we felt like that was the best decision at that point in time um, to put him over there, and I thought he responded decent um, you know, he's got some snaps certainly there from last season. He's got a lot of experience over there uh, from what we did with him last year in games. So um, I've got confidence in Mike playing, you know, really at tackle inside a guard. Uh, he prepares hard. He studies hard. He's a tough guy. Um, and he's any, he, and he's like a lot of linemen that we've had in the past where the more they can do, the more flexibility that they give you when you incur some injuries or run into some situations where, you know, you, you can only, you know, only take eight guys to the game, so everybody can't have a backup for them. So Mike helps us, you know, in terms of depth and, and moving the chess pieces around if we incur some situations uh, during the course of the game. So, um, you know, the hard part about that, you know, um, that probably most people don't understand or realize is the, the, the toll it takes on you in practice, you know. And so to prepare to play multiple spots on the offensive line in practice is really, it's an interesting study because you have to, you know, you're going to get some reps at right tackle and you're communicating with the guy that's playing right guard. And last year, last week, that was Ted Karras. And so a lot of the terms you're using and and those things you're discussing are, you know, either R words or they mean something different than what they would mean to you on the left side. Then you go over on the left side and you're working in a left guard And you're talking to the left tackle in the center a little bit more than you are the right guard. And so their communication is a little different. Some of the terms that they use are different. And certainly some of the same terms that meant something to you at right tackle would mean a completely different thing to you at left guard. So there's a mental tax to that. And there's a, um, you know, there's a, a repetition portion of practice that is really necessary. And I give these guys a ton of credit because getting ready to play multiple spots on the offensive line in the same week, Especially when you're on an opposite side of the football, um, that's a chore. And so the guys that we've asked to do that and prepare to do that. Some of our tackles do that. Certainly some of the swing guards have done that. But for Mike to be able to go from guard to tackle and play on opposite sides of the football, um, that's not a seamless transition. And so uh give Mike a lot of credit for preparing the way he does and being ready to play any spot that we ask him to play in a given week. And I thought he went in there and played representatively well uh, last week, the way we thought he would. Really interesting. Thanks, Josh. Yes, sir. Thank Thank you, you, Josh. DeMarcus Covington is next. Thanks guys.